I'm Pastor Daniel Morris, and you're listening to Sharing the Bread of Life, a podcast by St. Timothy's Lutheran Church in Skokie, Illinois. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular subscriber, I pray that Christ feeds you from the stories and testimony you'll hear today. We do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. May the Lord fill you with every good thing, and may you have enough left over to share. The Holy Gospel according to Luke. Then Jesus and his disciples arrived at the country of the Gerasenes, which is opposite Galilee. As he stepped out on land, a man of the city who had demons met him. For a long time he had worn no clothes, and he did not live in a house, but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he fell down before him and shouted at the top of his voice, What have you to do with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For many times it had seized him. He was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles. But he would break the bonds and be driven by the demon into the wilds. Jesus then asked him, What is your name? He said, Legion, for many demons had entered him. They begged him not to order them to go back into the abyss. Now there on the hillside, a large herd of swine was feeding, and the demons begged Jesus to let them enter these. So he gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the swine. And the herd rushed down the steep bank into the lake and was drowned. When the swineherds saw what had happened, they ran off and told it in the city and in the country. Then people came out to see what had happened. And when they came to Jesus, they found the man from whom the demons had gone sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. And they were afraid. Those who had seen it told them how the one who had been possessed by demons had been healed. Then all the people of the surrounding country of the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave them, for they were seized with great fear. So he got into the boat and returned. The man from whom the demons had gone begged that he might be with him. But Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your home." and declare how much God has done for you. So he went away, proclaiming throughout the city how much Jesus had done for him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, O Christ. Which is more deadly? A legion of 6,000 demons or fear? One seizes a man. The other seizes an entire country. One drives its victim to live stark naked among the tombs. The other is more subtle, masquerading as normal life. One isolates its victim, making him or her an outsider. One gives its victims a sense of belonging, making them feel like insiders. The lesser of the two submits to God's Son's authority. The deadlier one asks God's Son to leave town 
The Gerasenes probably would have said that a legion of demons is more deadly than fear. They saw how the demons kept their kinsmen living in a graveyard like a wild animal. They saw how the demons cut him off from everyone who ever loved him or cared for him. They saw how the demons gave him superhuman strength and drove him into the wilds. There may have been a time when they grieved for him, but now he was a memory, living among memories. Many of his kinsfolk preferred that he stay that way. Many in his country felt that some people were better left forgotten among the tombs. Perhaps this is why the Gerasenes asked Jesus to leave after he healed their countrymen. Jesus performed a miracle that no one asked for. He healed someone that no one wanted around. No one would want to hire a former demoniac, let alone live next door to him. Jesus set a madman loose among them, even if he wasn't quite so mad anymore, and they wouldn't have it. Besides that, Jesus cost a poor pig farmer his livelihood. The price of one man's salvation was just too high. The people were afraid. Jesus had to go before he could make any more trouble. Fear can be a deadly force. It cuts off relationships. It robs the other of her or his humanity. Fear builds walls and prisons for those we would rather forget among the tombs. It is outraged over the loss of unclean animals like pigs, yet is silent over the loss of sacred human life. Fear is the opposite of trust, the antithesis of faith. It is even deadlier than demonic forces, because fear has the power to cut us off from God's reign. Earlier in Luke's Gospel, Jesus cast a vision of God's reign when he unrolled the scroll of Isaiah and declared, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. By contrast, fear emphasizes God's judgment on the sinner Christ has redeemed. Fear lawfully targets the poor and the oppressed Christ has set free. Fear organizes mass deportations for people that Christ has released. Fear clouds our vision with hatred, even though Christ has restored our sight. At least the work of demons is universally recognizable, and they submit to Christ's authority. But fear, fear often deceives us, masquerading as objective truth love of country, or even love of God. 
So what hope, if any, is there for us when we are seized by fear? After all, Jesus did what the people asked, leaving them in fear's death grip. But he did not leave them alone. He left them with a witness who knew the power and the goodness of God firsthand. Jesus set him free when everyone else bound him in shackles and chains under armed guard. Jesus raised him from the dead when everyone else was happy to forget him among the tombs. It's not hard to imagine why this man begged Jesus to take him with. But Jesus had other plans. Perhaps still desiring the salvation of the fearful, Jesus said to him, Return home and declare how much God has done for you. Go to the people who received your fear or your salvation with fear. Say to them, You who once feared me, know all that God has done for me. The testimony of the man that Jesus saved would be a light to the Gerasenes, a saving grace for a fearful people. Through it, they would learn to trust the goodness of God and the power of God for salvation. Blessed be God, whose spirit is stronger than any power in this world. God's spirit moved over the waters in the beginning of creation. God's spirit equipped generations of people with special skills for ministry and faithful living. God's spirit anointed Jesus to bring good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. God's Spirit raised Jesus from the dead. That same Spirit, who performed all of these wonders, also lives in you and in me. The Holy Spirit anoints us to unshackle a world bound in fear with the good news of Jesus Christ. The power and the goodness of God for salvation has become part of all humanity's history. This means that even our most feared and hated enemies are defined by what God has done for them on the cross of Jesus Christ. We know the power of the cross in our own lives when someone we sin against restores us to the fullness of life through love and through grace. We know the power of the cross in our world, where Christ breaks open our wagon circles and heals outsiders. These are the stories that we need to hear. These are the stories that give us hope and raise the dead. I've observed that such stories are often deeply personal and come from those who identify as outsiders. They are the people who have been overlooked, the people who have been driven out through fear, people the rest of us grieve and forget among the tombs, 
Perhaps you feel at home among the tombs yourself. Or maybe you work with those who have become living memories to their family and their friends. Maybe you have grieved for someone who is lost among the tombs. Or you've been frightened by the voices crying for justice from the graves. Whatever the case may be, salvation is now a part of our personal histories. Christ has reconciled us to one another. He is driving fear out of the world and raising a people who declare God's goodness and power for salvation. The gospel is a story for all people. It reminds us of who we are as sinners. But more importantly, it reminds us of what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. It is so important to be surrounded with people who keep us grounded in this story. It is so important to be surrounded with people who can help us recognize God's work in the world and in our own lives. People who see by faith what we cannot. And it is important for us to encourage others in the same way. Christ saved you. Christ makes you whole. Do not be afraid. The same spirit that worked wonders in Jesus lives in you and is at work in your life and is at work through you. Trust God and tell the story of all Jesus has done for you. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Sharing the Bread of Life. For more information on the mission and ministries of St. Timothy's Lutheran Church, please visit our website at www.stTimothyskokie.org or like us on Facebook. Check back next week for a new episode. The blessing of Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you now and always.